0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Bucky Cast therapy session. Reliving and rehashing um, a terrible, a terrible. Quite, yeah. Let, let's call it what it is. That uh, was a terrible loss to the Gophers. That's that's one of the worst losses in a long time for for Bucky football. Um, especially with what's on the line, considering who you lost to, and and just frankly considering how lethargic the entire team looked yeah, uh, so with Bucky loses twenty three thirteen, I am Ryan of the Bucky Cast. Uh, John is in Green Bay without computer access, and Justin, I think, is in a dark, dark fandom spot right now, and he will not be joining us. Uh, this is a a mostly family friendly show. So what a first of all, <clears throat> what a terrible day, just individually. I, I tested positive for CoVID 19 today. And then the Badgers lost to the Gophers. Honestly, don't know which one is worse. Obviously, no, I, I'm not trying to make light of anything with COVID-19. So obviously, health is more important than anything. And just an attempt at humor there. But yeah, so tested positive for COVID-19 and then came back later in the day to watch. Just th- a terrible performance. Terrible performance. And there's a couple of quick things I want to get to. And we may get the boys together tomorrow or the next day to um, talk about this game more. But Oh, we may not either. So let's let's start with the coaching because <clears throat> I think that's where it's got to start. This team was unprepared. Um, There were no adjustments made. They leaned so heavily on Braylon Allen early in the game when it was clear Minnesota was blowing it up. And it's also clear Braylon Allen's not 100%. No carries for Julius Davis, who's looked pretty good. No jet sweeps except for a telegraphed one, Danny Davis. No real adjustments. And then suddenly this switch went off where Paul Chris went air raid and just started throwing low percentage deep passes down the sideline um there's just there's nothing easy in our passing game at times whereas Minnesota is scheming people open same thing with Nebraska last week uh the, the passing game is it's way too boom or bust it's way too throw a deep pass down the sideline where are these these easy rub routes or these option routes or an RPO and getting the tight end open behind him, or just throwing a quick smoke screen to a receiver to get five yards, you know, out on the edges, it's it's too difficult. We make life too hard on Graham Mertz, and any quarterback, quite frankly. That's on Crist. And then the lack of adjustments were, were incredible. Like, it felt like we had, we went in with a game plan that required Braylon Allen to rush for 200 yards or bust. That's it, right? Um, 17-year-old dinged-up Superman, be a 17-year-old Superman or... We lose the game, period. Uh, it's just, it's not tenable, man. And this is what we talked about all year. Like, there needs to be adjustments on the offensive side come the offseason. And the seven game win streak we had, which, while very nice, shouldn't mask the fact that this offense is still mostly broken down. Um, let's talk a little bit about Brandon Lyon, who did not have a very good game. I do not put this on him, man. First of all, Braylon Allen, you, is clearly dinged up. He came into this game dinged up. He's 17. He's had a ton of carries this year. And he, he hurt his ankle again in this game. A couple <coughs> excuse me. A couple nice runs, but there's just nothing there. And I think I think his body is feeling it right now. Um Yeah, and I think that was on Coach Christ and the offensive side to to adjust a little bit better. Defensively, let's talk about that too, because as good as this unit has been all year it's a little overrated, right? Like we can all say that now, right? It's not a knock. Like the defense has carried this team, but it's a little overrated, right? Especially when you go against a team with a lot of misdirection, running plays out of the shotgun, running plays out of an RPO. Because Nebraska did the same thing to us last week, right? Uh, Slipping tight ends behind our coverage. A safety's too aggressive. Biting on every play action. Teams getting outside the contain when they're really spreading you out, Um yeah, the same thing we saw last week against Nebraska. We saw again against Minnesota. And let's be honest, these aren't two incredible offenses we face back-to-back weeks. And the defense mostly, I would say, mostly played on their toes today. I mean, there was the the great pick six from Nelson. Um, there was a really nice sack from Benton. But for the most part, all of our tackles were two or three yards down, you know, down the field. You know, for the most part, we would bounce off and they would pull ahead for three or four yards when they should be getting one. I thought Nelson had a very poor tackling day. We lost Colin Wilder on the first play. Yeah, uh, a poor, a poor effort by the defense too, which I think we can all agree now is probably slightly overrated. Um, and then we got to talk about oh my gosh, can we? We have to talk about that sequence in the fourth quarter um, where Paul Christ So here's the sequence, and I'm sure everyone listening to this show saw this, but we have to talk about this because this is this is one of the dumbest poorest excuses of coaching sequencing that I have honestly seen in a long, long time. And it may be the worst I've seen from a Badger coach that I can honestly remember. So let's let's set the scene. It's uh, fourth and one. The Badgers are down 10 points in the fourth quarter with about four minutes left. Okay. Fourth and one down 10 with about four minutes left. You have to go for it. Period. It doesn't even matter where you are. You have to go for it. Chris and the Badgers coaching unit sends the punting unit on. Which is incomprehensible. Even the announcers, who are usually very defensive of, of coaching maneuvers, even the announcers were were, you know, aghast at this. Like you're not gonna have enough time if you punt here. You have to go for it as fourth and one. So they get a penalty, it becomes fourth and six. Paul Chris uses a timeout, right? You have two left at this point. Timeouts in a close game when you're down are are gold. I mean, they're they're Bitcoin. They are the most valuable resource you can have as a coach because they can save a possession. So we burn a timeout there. Now we only have one left. We take a five-yard penalty, and then we go for it on fourth and six. Remember, the punting unit was out on fourth and one, okay? We were punting on fourth and one, and then we used the timeout, took a penalty, and then went for it on fourth and six. Now we got the first down, but that that doesn't excuse that chain of incomprehensibly incompetent coaching maneuvers. And I don't know who this is on necessarily. At the end of the day, everything's on Paul Chris because he's the head coach. He's the captain of the ship. I tend to think this is probably on Coach Herring, the special teams coach, who sent the punt team out there without thinking about it, and then it caused confusion. And I don't think Chris is a guy who just reacts very quickly to that stuff. So instead of really quickly recognizing it and getting the offense back out there, instead of doing all that, we burn a timeout. We look like imbeciles. I mean, it is just an inexcusable sequence at high-level college football. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it, I think it really epitomized the effort we saw from the entire team today, on on unorganized um poorly coached poorly prepared let's be honest like this this minnesota team is not a better team than wisconsin but they today for four quarters they clearly outplayed them this wasn't a coin flip game like the scores 23 13 it didn't feel that close minnesota dominated this game okay their defense line got more pressure than ours they had receivers that were were more open their receivers made more contested catches their running game was better uh it was just a disaster um yeah so what a disappointment right like you come into this game one of the hottest teams in college football chance to play your rival knock them off and you get to go to Indianapolis you get to once again represent the west and really cement yourself as a legacy program in that division to play for a big 10 title in a day where Ohio State lost right like, this is, this is the opportunity for Wisconsin to play a team that they can match up with at least a little bit better in Michigan. And what'd they do? I mean, this is just an inexcusable game from the coaching staff on down. And let me be honest, like, the players didn't play that well. The offensive line got manhandled. I put most of this on the coaches. I don't think there's a player on that Wisconsin roster that didn't really want to beat Minnesota. This is a huge game to those players. The kids on the Wisconsin roster from Wisconsin, this game matters a lot. Okay, it wasn't... It wasn't an intensity thing necessarily, although it sure looked like Minnesota wanted it more, but it sure felt like they were out-coached. And I think sometimes when you're out-coached, you're out-schemed, the other team has you on your heels, it looks like you're not playing as hard because you're second-guessing. You're not playing downhill. Um, Yeah, it's... Ah, brutal, brutal. So where do, where do we go from here? We we have a bowl game coming up that nobody, frankly, is going to care about. This season has been largely a disappointment. The biggest games of the year, except for maybe Iowa, we lost every single one of them. Um, we lost the Axe. That's the second time Paul Christ has done that. I don't. Not everything is negative, but this is uh this was one of the most disappointing games to a pretty disappointing season. And uh, to to put a bow on it, you know, I think. if you you want to try to take something good out of this, you you talk about the need for changes to be made next year, right? Like maybe if we had beaten Minnesota and we're riding this win streak, even if we don't win, even if we don't beat Michigan and Indianapolis, maybe there's no staff changes. But I think with what you've seen now, you have to make some staff changes. And that that doesn't mean Paul Crist is gone, but he has too much on his plate. Like there needs to be an offensive coordinator that comes in. There needs to be a voice that comes in. There needs to be someone to take some of this off his plate so he can manage the game. So what we saw in the fourth quarter where the punting unit's coming out when they shouldn't be, that doesn't happen. Like, that doesn't happen at Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. That doesn't happen at Kent State or Illinois State, right? That doesn't happen at Northern Arizona University. The Lumberjacks down there aren't going to do that. So I think this immense the need that a lot of people have already agreed on. You need changes on the offensive staff next year. And if that doesn't happen, I think this is a failure. I think nothing has been learned from this year if those staff changes aren't made. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. Like I said, I'm not feeling the best anyway. Um, it's just me. Obviously, super disappointing. This game sucked. Um, but in a way, it is kind of a fitting end to, to the year. A lackluster offense the entire season and a defense that in the biggest games um, couldn't quite win it by themselves. So, I'm going to sign off. Ah uh, Appreciate everybody that that came and listened to this therapy session. Uh, send me a message. Send us a text. Send us an email. Leave us a tweet, you know, if you agree with, with kind of our vent here. If there's something you want to vent about, man, send it our way, and we'll talk about it. As always, on Wisconsin, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.